Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 215, sponsored by Manscaped. Mary Ballsmith from our friends over at Manscaped. The holidays are approaching, but what if I told you that the celebrations are starting early this year? Turns out the perfect gift does exist. And who else to bring it down your chimney than the leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Keep calm and let your balls jingle this season with Manscaped's brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the new Lawnmower 5.0, watch all your wishes and mistletoe kisses come true. Look nice when you're going Look nice when you're going naughty by going to manscaped.com and use the code we say things 20 for 20% off and free shipping. Unwrap the gift of smoothness this season with Manscaped. They've outdone themselves again this week, it seems. <laughs> Look nice when you're going naughty. That's pretty good, actually. Very well done, Manscaped. Uh, as always, friends, check out their products. They have a shit ton of stuff to offer, not just shaving of the testicular area. Uh, but yeah, check out manscaped.com and the promo code is we say things 20. Thank you, thank you. And to our patrons, Sindarin, please, mm. please. Humbled Bookmaker recommends Cocoon. I don't know if that's a movie or a game. Hmm. Partial PCL tear equals more time to Dota, no pain, no gain. Zarzar is hoping we get a new hero announcement at TI. You did. The Shazcast, Granite Eater. Mr. I love the NBA segment. The injuries attack the Suns and still haven't unleashed their full power. That's Don't right. enable him in, in Bruges names, please. <laughs> As I use my Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0, I've noticed that Suns fan requires more frequent trimming than Cinder. That's right. That's a bit of a, yeah, okay. Pepperballs, T-Coil, Rupus, Q-Lutes is ready to praise the podcast. Stupid Copilot, D2 Bowie, Lab Dota, and Yatoro does it again, Cinderin. Also, thank you to Magdev. Hats off to Val for organizing TI-12. Next up, marketing question mark. Games for falling asleep. I've seen you in si Seattle. Disco Farm D, The Mega Pope, Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko 01, Hamscroats, Yatoro Does It Again, Cinderin, Shark TM, Janie, Dop, Nothing to See Here, Eve Remort, Ben Broomhead is off to TI, Wooden Aftertaste, <laughs> still... <laughs> Hope, hope you got there okay, buddy. I hope Ben got, got home again. I don't know, man. What an aftertaste. Anonymous and on Neptune and Uranus, it literally rains diamonds because of the extreme pressure and heat conditions, Mr. Niebling. Thank you. I, I knew this one. I did too, but it's still very interesting. Imagine if we had access to those diamonds, how fucking worthless would they be here? Yeah. Imagine what's like really valuable on Neptune and Uranus is probably something really banal. Like yeah. rice, you know. 
Probably water would be number one in my Yeah, opinion. maybe water too. <laughs> I just thought about rice though. I don't know. We're, we're different like that. All right, we're down to two Yatoros now. That's good. Good progress, everybody. Keep it up. Yeah, well done, I'm everybody. expecting it to be down to one next week. And maybe Ben Broomhead gets home as well. Yeah. That wait, would be a good update. All the best to Ben Broomhead. <laughs> I hope Ben gets home. Yeah, keep us I'm updated sure on your travel statia. <laughs> uh, quick NBA segment. Since it's been a while, I figured I'd, you know, just wet people's whistle, as it were, Cinderin. Mm. Uh, the So James Harden was the big trade that everybody's waiting for. It finally happened. He went to the LA Clippers. So now they have a big four kind of two of them are kind of washed and they have lost every game that he has played uh which is like five in a row they have looked terrible with him and he's the most All hated right. player in the league now cinderin nice above uh, the uh, the guy who you hated in your team well that's that's a personal hatred this is a league-wide okay. hatred nobody likes oh. to the point where he was introduced for the first time in la and there was barely mm. any cheers. Nobody was excited to see him. It was kind of interesting. Oh. Uh, and then I thought this one might be interesting for you even. Uh, so we talked about this briefly like last year. This was going to be the first time happening. There's an NBA in-season tournament. Do you remember this at all? Yeah. So the regular season is 82 games, okay? And they talked about putting this in-season tournament towards the beginning of the season, which is about now. And effectively... You're playing the regular season still, but some of the games count towards this tournament. It only happens on certain days of the week. The courts are totally redesigned, so they look like really weird. So you know that you're watching an in-season tournament. And it's, it's basically like, I think it's like four groups of teams that play against each other. And then they end up going through like a bracket system where they play. And eventually we have a champion. So these actually count towards regular season games. And then whoever's in the championship game, plays one extra game in the year. So that's 83 games for them, which is interesting. But that game mm -hmm. doesn't count towards their record. And the winner, this is how they made everybody excited about it now, because nobody was excited about this. The winning team, and it goes down from there, it's like a top three or something. The winning team, everyone gets half a million dollars, including the coaches. So everyone's like really motivated. Even these players like LeBron, who are literal billionaires now, <laughs> They're excited about $500,000, which is like nothing to him, really. Uh, but still, uh, it's, right. it's ended up being kind of interesting, I guess. I mean, the big reason they're doing it is because they're redoing their, their cable deal next year. So this is part of the negotiation. Like, hey, look how many viewers we got this time because of this cool in-season tournament. And now right. people are going to pay obscene, even more obscene amounts of money. So that's the Love news. Love cable. Cable is great. Yeah, it's really good for uh, I can't remember the nobody. last time I had a TV subscription. I've had sure. to I had to purchase one. Well, kind of. It's streaming type. It's Direct TV, but like it's mm -hmm. an app on like Apple or not Apple on Android TV or on my phone or whatever. But I literally buy I mean, it you, to watch the sun. I mean, would that's you it. consider would you consider that a that's not cable though, right? It, uh, it's not more it's, of a TV subscription than Netflix is, right? In a way, or is it? It's pretty close to cable. I know what you mean. Okay. It's technically not cable because okay. that requires like, uh, what's that cable? The coax. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys use the same thing. We have a coax cable. That's usually what's required for like cable. But this one is over the internet. So yeah, that's the only difference though. Like you get basically oh, all the okay. same channels. I but see. like the Suns, their games are available for free now, but I can't record them. So I pay for this service so I can DVR stuff. Right. So that's literally the only reason I have it anymore. 
All right. Your turn, Cinder, and you have very My cool turn. things. Yes, very cool. Uh, so first of all, I just I know I talk about classic WoW quite a bit on this podcast recently. I just want to I just wanted to follow up because I was praising Blizzard for what they're trying to do with classic and some of the announcement they had at BlizzCon last uh, last episode. Uh, and I stand by that, but I also want to throw shade at them when they deserve it, which has been a lot. Um, and I realized that one thing I wanted to talk about last week that I forgot was the one of the updates that they announced for WoW Retail includes uh, early access. And I wanted to talk about this in like a broader perspective than just them, but it's it's just a, something I find personally find really shitty. So what they've announced is that they're going to come out with the, you know, the usual stuff with new games is like a standard version, a deluxe version and an ultimate version or whatever the fuck it is. I don't remember if they have two or three on this even doesn't really matter. The fact is the highest product you can buy for while retail has three days early access. Oh yeah. That's their favorite. I hate that shit so much in general, but now put it in an MMO and it's, it's like worse by an order of magnitude because it's one thing having early access to like single player games or even multiplayer games uh, where, you know, people that are early supporters or whatever get it before everyone else. Mm. But in an MMO where the whole, like a really big part of the game is the server economy and getting ahead of the curve and getting advantages and getting the cool stuff first, which can give you a more powerful character on the server. Something like this is just, it's like, it's actually really, really fucking predatory to put this in even if it's just three days which in the grand scheme of a wow season is nothing the first three days are extremely important in a game like that so i just find i personally find this like trend that has been happening it's not only wow that's done it just don't fucking let people get early access for money it's just Senator, it's can you really do me a super. favor can you you sound really disappointed really angry okay. of course when i'm yeah. angry it's a little different can you just <laughs> can you say fuck you blizzard can you just say that out loud, please? You want this as a sound bit for your Twitch channel? <laughs> just You're fucking baiting. You're you, baiting right now. No way. Can you no, just exclaim your hatred in a way that a pleb like me could understand? Uh, the thing is, you want me to say fuck you something, and then you're going to cut it into fuck you and just use it as a voice line. There you go. You have it. All right. Well, you can't use fuck it for... You, Shannon. <laughs> All right, I can just you take just that. Free of, free of charge. There you go. I'll delete, for you. I'll delete my name and put Blizzard there. It says fuck you blizzard yeah. that sounds very natural um, yeah i don't i don't know when this started but i i feel like there's been like a handful of games that have done this where you can pay to play early um i mean obviously it works right otherwise the games wouldn't be doing it i just i personally i find it really like it's super fomo and i i just hope it doesn't become a big and normal thing in general in games i still think it's like only a few titles that do this but it will it will get bigger it's just fucking shit. It's so shit. Um, anyway, that was that was just a comment on that. So second update, which is more personal, is about the whole hand thing we talked about last week where I was hypothesizing that I had carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to one of the YouTube comments, actually, which was from, I'm going to try to pronounce this. I think it's Tuxedo Colegio, maybe something like that. Maybe that was terrible. Uh, who said essentially that they've had a similar issue, but the tingling they had was in the ring finger and little finger and maybe middle finger, and that their doctor, or that they figured out that um, carpal tunnel, generally when you have the symptom, it's in your thumb and your index, 
and maybe also in the middle finger. So it's more in that region of the hand. So he had something called ulnar nerve compression, which is also known as uh, cubital tunnel syndrome. There's like multiple nerves running through your, your, from your shoulder to your hand. Um, and the symptoms he described pretty much matched mine perfectly. So I kind of adjusted how I went about my day-to-day, how I you know, tried to rest. Um, and then when I went to the doctor yesterday, I got it confirmed that it should be that. So mm. the good news about that is that I feel more comfortable about streaming again. Um, so because the main, how, how the main are you resting thing, differently? So the main thing with carpal tunnel is that a lot of the stress is in the wrist and in the hand. And with cubital tunnel syndrome, the ulnar nerve is primarily from the elbow. Um, the, the primary stress is about the elbow to the, to the hand. So as long as my elbow isn't bent a lot, then the, the pain isn't, or the irritation isn't as prevalent. I noticed it when I was playing, I played like 45 minutes of PlayStation the other day and I was like, I actually can't play anymore. Mm. Um, it was starting to get so, I don't know if inflammated is the right way to describe it, but it was just, it was starting to flare up, right? When I was playing, which makes sense because the, the posture that you have when you're playing on a controller is very, you know, bent elbows the whole time. Um, when I sit at the PC, it's not nearly as bad because then I have a more of a stretched arm. So uh, I was told to just keep resting it, take um, uh, inflama- inflammation-reducing uh, pills. I don't know what they're called, though. And the ones you would have in America, the ones we have here are like... You have ibuprofen, right? Yep. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, just take that a couple of times a day and just try to rest it. And then hopefully it gets better over some weeks. And he told me if it's not better in two months to return and then go to a physiotherapist. So mm. this can take really long because nerve damage can take quite a long time to heal. But hopefully it's not going to be a surgery thing. The guy in the comments had surgery for it and didn't have any problems. And that was five years ago. Um, but ultimately, you try to avoid that if possible. So when you're holding the controller, you mean you're like your hands are scrunched up kind of like this? Yeah. So if you're sitting at a PC, you know, you're, you kind of have like your arm. You don't have them fully stretched, but you at least have them extended, right? If you're sitting with a controller, it's you're sitting with it like closer to your body, right? So your elbows are bent inwards compared to with a mouse and keyboard, right? So now you can play like a gorilla with the controller yeah i mean right. i could technically probably play on a controller with stretched arms but i think i'm gonna wait with doing that until i get like an elbow splint because otherwise you're probably just naturally going to fall into the habit of bending your arms because it's more comfortable right yeah so you kind of need to force yourself to sit kind of stupidly to play on a controller so i'll just i'll have to do that before i i go there but i consider it good news overall because i'm less concerned about being on the pc uh thank god for, for that. extended periods yeah. of time and for streaming it's you know I like to stream we so. actually learned something valuable from a youtube comment who would have yes thought? i know it's <laughs> crazy right a Fucking. couple of other people also reached out i got a couple of emails from people who either have had similar experience or are doctors and uh, there are other youtube comments that were a bit of a swing and a miss sounds like blood pressure or blood sugar related or <laughs> i got a got an email suggesting it could be vitamin b deficiency which if anything i have too much of probably but you know i appreciate people reaching out and trying to give suggestions and help that's that's nice um, except but, for those idiots like, that you mentioned yeah you're right that's nice <laughs> it's nice that they were trying to help even if they were wrong had good intentions well, you just made fun of whoever said you had the whatever the fuck the symptom was or the the cause 
low blood pressure. You just made fun of that guy. I mean, just who, who the fuck knows? Maybe you it's just both, shat you know? all over them, and then you said we shouldn't make fun of them. Okay. What? <laughs> Cinder and hates you. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that's right. There you go. All right, let's just summarize it and move on. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, exclaim fuck your you hatred. <laughs> yes, I got it. Perfect. All right, next topic is roster shuffles, and there's quite a oh, few. Oh, boy. And you yeah. actually filled out the outline this week, which I have never seen before. But sometimes you'll put, like, one thing in. The entire thing is you, Cinderin. I just want... Let's give a round of applause to Cinderin. I worked. Good job, buddy. Okay. All right, so, let's start with... Okay, go ahead, since you did write yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to do them by region. I don't know if you want me to go over all of this, because it's like a huge monologue at that point. But obviously, I mean, it's it's the theme of the episode will be just talking about rosters and talking about who... Let's try to just go over the rosters one by one in the region and then talk about who we think is winner and who we think is a loser on this trade, if you will. Sure. Uh, from our perspective and then go that way. We'll just do one region at a time. There are more announced moves than this and there are more announced teams than this, but the list could be stupidly long. So we're going to highlight the main biggest names, I would say. Um, yeah, and then we'll go from there. So if... Okay. If there's a couple of teams that you've heard about that aren't in here, it's by by choice, basically, because there's so much stuff going on at once. So let's start with China. Uh, so for China, we have a roster announcement for Aster. Uh, Aster are going to have, on their care position, they're going to have YSR04E. That's a robot. I'm, yeah, my favorite player of all time, actually, is going to be playing now for Aster. Good. Uh, position 2 is Echoes, Position 3 is SS, Position 4 is Frisk, and Position 5 is Pichu. So oh. mainly the support duo here will be the most familiar to you, the Western scene, at least with these nicknames. Frisk? Yeah. Uh, Who is he's that? Played for, he's played for a couple of seasons. I want to say he played for Vici Gaming at one point as well, okay. one or two years ago. Uh, it's just It's the names that I recognize. And then the coach is Super who is also yep, very a name you will recognize. There's two supers, um, though, right? Yeah, this is the one with the capital S. It's, it's that super, I think. I, I need to look at this picture. I'm picturing one of the supers. One moment. So, uh, as is being pointed out in chat, Frisk is Vici Gaming Fade. Maybe that's familiar to you. Maybe you remember that. Oh, one. yeah, I do know Fade. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know why this is a thing, but honestly, there's a lot of Chinese Dota pros that just go through nicknames through their no. career. Like they change nicknames. It's quite very frequently. annoying. And it's, it's quite annoying and confusing. I, I don't know if there's some sort of cultural version or a cultural aspect to this, where it's like, it's like some sort of superstition or whatever that you believe by changing your name is a fresh start or whatever. But as a fan, it makes it a lot harder to follow your players. If you're not like very much paying attention, mm -hmm. you just see teams and you're like, okay, who's this? And then it turns out, Oh, it was this guy all along, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not sure why this is, but it's just way more common in China than the other regions to change your nickname. Um, but yeah, so maybe with that said, maybe the other players I mentioned will turn out to be players I know better than uh, what I thought. I think the carry is, is that, is that Yang? So <laughs> uppercase know. super is uh, the, what team was he on back in the day? He was like a core player. Um, uh, he played mid, right? It might have okay, been for so IG. The, the carry point. is Erica. So that's a name I recognize as well. YSR04E, of course. That is Erica. Can't wait to cast him. The Boy. mid is a, 
a very new player, doesn't have very much in terms of uh, of pro winnings. His first his first list is, or his first listed entry as a is a tier three tournament win from 2020 is Echo. Do you think they'd and be upset the if I player is a similar story? If I was casting them, the guy's name mm -hmm. is YSR. What if I just called him Yes Sir? Yes Sir. You think anybody? Or why would... Shopify Rebellion? <laughs> why did you? Yes. Okay. So that is that's Aster. Aster. Yep. Okay. Team one out of twenty. Let's move on. IG got Invictus Invictus Gaming, which will be a lot more familiar to most uh, fans here. Carrier will be Monet. The mid is nothing to say from LGD. Offlane is JT, and then the support duo will be Boboka and X Nova. And guess who their coach is? That's right. It's Super, but it's the other Super with the lowercase s. <laughs> Not to be confused with the other Super with the uppercase s. That's right. Very uh, and dogfights. It looks like they have double coach. Uh, if I'm not mistaken here. Yeah, who knows? Um, so that's interesting. I don't know what their distribution of work is. Maybe one of them is mainly replays and one is mainly drafting or whatnot. But um, this looks like a potential superpower to me, uh, yep. powerhouse here um, in China. Might become the best Chinese team potentially in the coming season. Uh, we're still missing news from LGD, though, about what's going on with them. But... Um, uh, there's been some the one rumors that, about uh, Ame. Uh, there's is, nothing confirmed. Is Boboka the one with the hooker? I'm trying to remember. Yes, very right. good. I'm just uh, sometimes I get some players mixed up in my old age. I just want to make sure that the hooker guy is Boboka indeed. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just. Oh, I mean, good. he likes hookers. Everybody has their thing. So yeah. this team on paper, yeah, they they look very strong. This is. Uh, going to be a force to reckon with for sure i mean yeah. just outright this is like a top three on paper chinese team yeah you would think so i mean especially because we're also lacking info about what the competition is i mean be, right? we should say we it, it, it does depend on the hooker situation as well though like if yes he gets, of course if he gets caught doing that in another country where it's not allowed you might have to get a stand-in well, stand always is. a risk always yeah. a risk let's yeah, let's under, hope understand that. um yeah so those are the big news from the chinese region uh, I think it's fair to say that looking at this on paper, IG looks quite a bit stronger than Aster. But, you know, as always is the case with these teams with less known players, some of them turn out to become superstars, right? And uh, the coaching and the support duo of Aster is really, really strong. So it could elevate the level of these, uh, what I'm assuming is, you know, talented core players from, from China to a different level. Seen it plenty of times in the past. So, you know, everybody starts somewhere. Uh, SA, we have a new team announcement, which is, I found this very surprising. Uh, Boom Esports is moving into South America. So this was an org that has been in SEA for all of the time it's been active in Dota, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but they're acquiring essentially a decent chunk of the EG lineup. Mm -hmm. They're getting Pakaz and Matthew from EG, uh, who have disbanded their Dota 2 division, as far as I'm aware. Um, at least they haven't announced anything. Uh, and they will be joining... Sl I'm not sure how you say that. I'm just going to call him Slate, but it's Slate M dollar sign. I don't know how you pronounce that. That's how you say it, uh, Slate M dollar sign. Slate, slate M dollar. Damn, that rolls off the tongue <laughs> in casting. Uh, Sacred and MJZ. Uh, and their coach will be Kafs, who I believe was Do also... Do you think the dollar BG. sign is in reference to Baboka like in hookers? Okay, that's the last time... <laughs> I'm going to do that. Well, well, 
Yes, I think that's actually what he's referencing with a dollar sign. That's oh, not a stretch God. at all. What the fuck you're talking? About? <laughs> okay. Um, Continue. Yep. That's that's the only really confirmed big news from SA, oh, uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, <laughs> I think Beast Coast didn't fully announce what they're doing, and you know, SA has in general been primarily Beast Coast and uh, and EG for mm. the last you know year or two um i think thunder awaken has a thunder awaken announced a temporary roster that is for the esl qualifiers but i'm only going to go with like official announcements uh because maybe that's just a stack that's just playing the qualities and nothing else so um and they're also not playing for thunder awaken as far as i understand they just have a different name but it's with some players you'd know anyway uh let's move on to western europe we were expecting a decently big shuffle here and we're getting it so the rumors of 33 joining Liquid have been confirmed. So Liquid will be swapping out Zai for 33, uh, which just to quickly, Zai's role in Liquid in the previous iteration was drafting as well as a lot of like leadership as a role from the offlane, which is not particularly common when you look across the teams in general in the world. Um, I think as far as slotting in for that, I think 33 is a really good pick. I think Liquid obviously are in a position as an org where they have a lot of options. I think they went over multiple possibilities, but I'm struggling to find a better theoretical fit than 33 in terms of he is, from what I understand, the way he played in Tundra, he was very instrumental in their victories, in shot calling, in developing strategies. Um, and that's exactly what Liquid want that slot to be for them, right? So I think this is a very good pickup in that regard i don't know if you if there was someone else you would have rather seen in the team um people thought it was going to be well it was rumored 33 and then they had a like a one of those photos where it's grayed out who it is mm -hmm. and everybody thought it was thompson and i think they might have actually right. used the thompson photo for oh, that, just to was, troll i'm I, has not right. been confirmed but it ends up being I 33. See. I agree, though. 33 is a very good I mean, uh, the rumors also lined up with Topson playing a lot of offlane in pubs, so people, you know, yeah. jump to that. Um, okay, uh, next up, Team Secret. People, the response to this one was, I would say, overwhelmingly from fans that I saw was pretty disappointed, mm. um, just to preface. Secret will be rejoined by Mid1 and Boom. So boom that they replaced, that they slotted in after their TI second place and then slotted out again, is now back in again. And mid one who used to play for secret is now back in secret. So boom will play offlane and mid one will play mid. Uh, overall, the community doesn't have particularly high hopes from this team is what I'm gathering. And that might be, that might be good. Some players are really motivated to prove everyone wrong when, when people think they aren't going to be that great. Um, I personally don't really know how to place this team, if I'm honest. Uh, I don't know if mid one still got that star power that he used to. I don't know how well Boom is going to do in the offlane compared to what he did in mid for Secret. But it's... They're Div 2 now, one, right? It's one of the ones you just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, there's no Divs anymore, right? Oh, um, actually, but yeah, they, they, did, they did go to Div 2 in mm. the DPC toward the end. Um, 
But maybe this new format is going to help them out because I think you know the brand name is still powerful enough that they should be getting invites to tournaments and they might get to prove themselves that they've made some serious progress. All right, on to OG, which their roster will be Uragi BZM Whisper is coming in from South America, which is very interesting. Ari and Seb. So Seb is going for... I think he tweeted one last, last, last one, last ride. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, so he's now on his third or fourth last ride. <laughs> and as is the case with last rides, it's only the last until you do another one. Then that one is the last. So you can right. keep doing the last one. Uh, he's going to be playing five. Ari is four. He played position four for TSM. And I think impressed quite a lot on that team. Uh, but for me, the biggest story here is Whisper coming in from SA to play for OG. I, I keep that player in very, very high regard. Uh, for me, Whisper is one of the best position threes in the world. And I'm very curious to see how he fares on an international team because I think this is his first stint in one. He's been playing for SA teams his entire career, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this is really cool. I think this roster is, for me, looks very promising. Uh, especially because. I think Seb on position five for this roster in particular could be very, very interesting because uh, I think a lot of the ways that Seb thinks about the game and the way that he drafts actually suits Whisper's playstyle really well. Hmm. Whisper is very aggressive in laning. Uh, he's a very disruptive kind of player, uh, and that's always the way that Seb liked to play, right? Um, so for for the new lineups, this one is my number one. I think this will perform the best. Uh, you barely mentioned I, Ari. Who is a fucking beast, by the way? I mean, I, I you, you barely mentioned him. So I know you hate him. Okay. It's okay. It's okay yeah. to have you love Whisper, yeah, but you, you hate Blizzard. Ari. <laughs> I think Ari is going to show everyone that he is one of the best position fours in the world. Remember, he didn't start playing Dota. Jenkins reminded me of this, and I talked to him at Riyadh Masters. We were in the same mm -hmm. uh, cab or shuttle going back to the airport. He is so young, man. And he played Heroes of the Storm professionally. He didn't start playing Dota until, like Jenkins said, like four years ago. That's fucking crazy. This yeah, guy is going to be possibly the best four in the world at some point in his career. So I think this roster is disgustingly good. Uh, we'll see. So when you say you think this is the <clears> best <throat> one, do you mean this is going to be the best team in Europe or this is the most upgraded team? This is the most upgraded I th of the okay. new teams that have been announced. Right. This is what I think is the top team of those. Okay, you think this is a you think this is a better team than Liquid? Or <laughs> that's do you one, not consider that's that one a... player difference? No. Okay, so that's not a new team. Okay, got it. Just stop. Yeah. I, I know what you're trying to do here, Sinjin. Okay. Just, Fuck you, know, you just, Blizzard. You, you piece just of shit. 33. I get it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's don't worry about it. All right. Touche. Touche. All right. So that's OG. Um, yeah, it looks really interesting. I think that's going to be a super cool team to watch this season. So I'm very, very excited for them. Um, then we have Entity, who have picked up DM and No One. And they're announcing uh, that this is a, yeah, this is just a flat out roster pickup, not uh, just a qualifier thing. Uh, it, they say they get ready to see us in the qualifiers for ESL1 Kuala Lumpur um, in their announcement. So no one in mid and, um, excuse me, DM on the offlane. This uh, makes Entity, does it make them entirely Eastern European in their roster? Or am I missing one player who still isn't? Hang on, let me check. 
Uh, no one has been yes. bouncing around. This is an entirely Eastern European team now. So language barrier, which I don't know if that was a factor for the previous roster. I think overall, they're, when you saw them in interviews and features and whatnot, I thought their English was pretty good. Um, but now they will be playing as a fully Eastern European team under the entity banner. So you've got Watson from Kazakhstan, no one from Ukraine, Diem and Katsaomi from Russia, and Fishman from Belarus. <clears throat> and they have now... Um, they were they what's the word they announced the did they actually announce that he was leaving or did they put him on the bench Storm Stormers on the I bench. think they I think they benched him and he will be playing for nouns so I don't know how that actually works out it means they're leasing um, him it means he's under contract yeah I guess they're leasing rights. him to nouns that's what's going on yeah um okay so that's the new entity curious to see no one play on a team like this it feels like it's been a while since we've seen no one play for a. he has been a higher tier team he has been bouncing say. around a lot i could yeah. make a boboka joke right now but i'm not going to Cinderin. oh you just did this is a professional podcast as <laughs> one of the podcasts no, i i'm actually i'm rooting for no one uh because ever since vp it feels like he's had no good yeah. teams right like he hasn't had any impact i've I don't think I've cast a game with him, which means he's not playing on tier one time, teams. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, hopefully it works and out. And he has—he was a beast on VP. My God, when they went on that tear for, yeah, was I want to say two years, he was incredible in mid. So, you know, maybe maybe that's in the past. Maybe he's not going to find that glory again. But I think at least with this team, he has the chance to showcase that he still got it. Um, Obviously, playing with your in tandem with Watson on position one, who has really impressed, in my opinion, in the last year, which isn't that surprising. The guy's more or less consistently at the top of the year leaderboard as well in pubs. He's like, I think he's ranked one and two. Uh, at least he was recently. So, yeah, pretty beastly carry player. Okay. Um, more players have moved around. I guess this is a little bit of an asterisk. This isn't a team announcement. It's a an absence of team announcement. Topson is the last player in Tundra, um, officially. Yeah. So, yeah, not sure what's going to happen to Topson. Not sure what's going to happen to Tundra. But if you're a Tundra fan, you don't have a team right now. Um, so that's kind of weird. So Soxa, we'll I don't. I think he was put on the inactive list. That. So He's still technically right. part of the org, unless I mm -hmm. missed an announcement. No, I think you're right. But I don't know if he's ready to come back. I mean, so yeah, you could argue that Topson and Soxa are in the roster, but you know, Soxa was on break, so don't really know how but, to. You know. I mean, if you're gonna pick two, if you're gonna pick a mid and a four, you can't you're gonna have to be hard pressed to get any better than those two. So Topson actually... is spamming off lanes. I don't know what's going on. That's true. With that, that is odd. Uh, maybe his maybe his plans. Uh, then we have a reinforcement for Quest. Uh, Quest are going to be picking up Malik. I believe he played as a stand-in for the team at the Riyadh Masters Tournament. Um, yep, he did well. Yeah. And uh, they're now picking him up fully after now replacing Toby so, after TI. If I remember right, he was on Na'Vi, so, right? Yes, that's so correct. So he, they leased him during Riyadh, and they obviously wanted to use him for TI, but he was still on... I mean, Na'Vi didn't make it to TI, but still technically yeah. under salary so they couldn't take a player from a current uh current team yep 
So, um, good to see. So yeah, that's back. just a that's just a one player replacement, just like Liquid. The rest are sticking together. And then, as a final note on Western Europe, I put this in like a bit of a mixed box because they are also going to be playing. The reason I highlighted like this is that ESL are. Uh, doing a new region as an official region for qualifiers, at least for now. Uh, there's the MENA region now, um, so the Middle Eastern region, where Falcons will be playing. And that is going to be Skitter, Snaking, Amar, Malreen, and Crit. Uh, and Pretty the manager will be Afromoush, a player I played with for a bit. He's a nice guy. Um, Less known, of course, than the other players in terms of accolades and whatnot. But yeah, th- talk about a, a stacked team, right? It's mm. two of the TI winners from Tundra. Amar will be playing Carry. <laughs> they announced Skitter Carry and Amar Carry, which is kind of funny. So Amar Makes will be sense. playing offlane, of course, but he will carry from the offlane. <laughs> um, and Malreen. So Amar and Malreen seem to be pretty good friends. They keep, you know, they, they're referencing each other in their profiles and their names and pubs a lot. Um, going back to uh, the Creepwave team, I believe. And uh, yeah, Crit will be supporting alongside Snaking, which I think is the first time these two players play together, if I'm not mistaken. So pretty interesting mix of players here uh, for Falcons. So this what, is my... What hopes, what hopes do you have for this team? Do you think this is a good this like, is my mix of players? Number, well, that's a big... That's Yeah, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. In terms of interesting, this is number two for me behind uh, OG. Behind OG, but first of all, this is a Saudi Arabian team. We we're in Riyadh, uh, like the org. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's two orgs in Saudi Arabia that are esports related. I cannot, for the life, remember what the second one is. Maybe somebody in chat will tell me. And we toured uh, at the you know that whole big fucking thing they had by what was it called the Gamers Eight stuff, like where it was like this mm-hmm. huge indoor or outdoor mall they had both orgs uh with different buildings entirely it was just their entire like it was almost like a campus for them and we got to tour one of them actually no we did tour both now that i think about it i think this was the second one we toured so mm-hmm. very cool to, I, I had an idea that you know saudi arabia want to get involved a little bit more into the dota scene so it's cool to see that there's more middle eastern uh association and whatnot uh, so I'm not sure where they're, that's the thing though, like, I don't remember if there's Middle Eastern servers, I'm trying to remember, like, in the past you'd still play from Europe, but I think that's because there was never a Middle Eastern region in terms right. of, like, the, the tournament brackets, but now that there is, maybe things will change, I cannot, maybe there's a Dubai server, actually, I'm pretty sure there's a Dubai server. I mean, it is, a, it is a pretty good question for how they're going to boot camp and play qualifiers, right, is is playing from the headquarters even a good idea? Like, what's your ping going to be, right? Because mm. Western European qualifiers are played on uh, generally the Central European servers. And if they're going to be playing MENA qualifiers, sure, then they're, they're probably going to be played on, I think you're right, there's a Dubai server. But for everything else they play, which I'm assuming there's not going to, not every tournament and every organizer will have a dedicated slot for that region. Uh, they're going to be playing on European servers. And for those, I think you're just playing at a disadvantage. It's kind of like playing... It's not like it's a terrible ping, but it's probably like, for the most part, kind of comparable to playing US East to Europe West, which is like, let's say it's like 100 ping instead of playing on like 20. Uh, 
And I know to a lot of players that might sound like, oh, that's nothing, you know, it's Dota, whatever, it's not CS, which is true. It's worse to play with ping like that in Counter-Strike, but it still matters at the highest level. People want to, you know, have, you don't want to play at an inherent disadvantage. So um, I'm assuming they will not be playing all of their qualifiers out of that region. I just don't think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe my expectation of what the ping is like is off, but I do think it's somewhat comparable, at least, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, someone in your chat is saying the ping from UAE is 110 to 130, which is honestly pretty bad if that's the ping to Western Europe. Um, but we'll see. I mean, for I mean, what it is, this roster sounds pretty. I think this is mean... a really interesting out roster. Oh, yeah. It, it feels feast or famine, though. Would you agree with that? I yes. think either they're going to come in really hot or things are just not going to click. It's going like, to be a I, disaster I or amazing. I agree. Yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing this team being, you know, like good, but not great. I think either they really just click and things they're just going to crush or they're going to look a little bit because these are not players that I just instinctively at least would put on the same page in terms of like playstyle and mentality necessarily but the star power is definitely there so yeah it, it does feel like those a, are very hit or miss it's a mishmash of star studded yeah. i mean i think this comes down to ego can people set aside their ego and do things that are required for the team to actually have good cohesion and whatnot which and who's gonna be and how the patches the for amar <laughs> right um a genuine concern that people brought up is amar and malreen have very overlapping hero pools so banning mm. against this team is extremely powerful malreen and amar are both beasts on razor timber and huskar um so you know there's like certain heroes that you can really target this team with uh, obviously they've diversified they play more and more stuff over time but um yeah it's going to be interesting to see amar <clears throat> the vibe you get from the OG documentaries was that he's, you know, very much like a leadership type and very vocal. Um, and I, I, I'll, I'm not sure how that's going to mesh with how snaking does things. If they're gonna, you know, agree on stuff or if there's going to be conflict. I feel like we're talking about this a lot more than we are in other teams, but I also just think, I mean, this team is just, it's you know, very interesting, new. very interesting. Um, and I think if they're going to have I'm a boot camp, it, if the ping's not going to be good, I mean, this is infinite money, money we're talking about. <laughs> mm. I'm sure they're getting paid like out the ass, uh, but I assume they'll have a boot camp in Western Europe if that's where they're going to be playing most of their games. Yeah, anyway. you would think so. So I would not be surprised by that at all. But yeah, that's uh, an exciting team to see. They... I don't know for the Kuala Lumpur tournament, actually. I think there's only one direct invite to the closed qualifiers there, which was Quest. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Anyway, we'll, we'll see this. I'm, I'm not going to find it right now. But um, maybe they're playing open qualifiers. Maybe they're qualifying through Western Europe. Uh, I don't actually know. Bit of a question mark for me right now. Um, okay, let's move on, though. We have more to cover here. So SEA... Blacklist's roster that was rumored based on a picture, which was literally just a, you know, it's an image that, yeah, it was it was the real deal. So the roster that we talked about last week is indeed the new Blacklist roster. Apparently, this link is now gone. Raven, uh, Abed, trying to remember. Gabby, Tim's, Gabby. and Carlo, uh, aka BDZ. I just cast OB. them. Well, casual cast them on my stream. They played against Bleed. Who is the yep. next team we'll talk about? Yep. So Bleed is quite surprising here, I want to say. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. So they've got DJ, 
Jackie, Taiga, Corden, and Masaros. So Taiga going to SEA. Uh, very interesting. This was not something I think anyone really saw coming. Um, but it's cool to see these player moves that are uncharacteristic, like you saw Whisper coming to OG and now Taiga going to, uh, to play for Bleed. Um, yeah, really cool. I, I don't really know what to think about this roster. I think on paper, some of their players, you know, are superstars when they play at their best. Um, I think to me, this is like a complete wild card. Um, might be great, might be, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like the Falcons team, just for different reason. Like, I, I also think this team is either going to be awesome or just not going to click, and they're going to make changes relatively soon. Like, one I, or the other. I think the opposite. I think it's going to be in the middle. You think there's going to be an okay team and they'll stick together? They'll, well, oh, you think stick together? No, I think generally if you're an okay team, you won't stick together. I see. Cut throat out there, Cinderin. Right. Okay. Okie doke. Uh, man, I have so many tabs open right now. I need to find where. So I was. Blacklist played Bleed today. Obviously, early yeah. on, since it's their first time playing, I assume uh, mm -hmm. Blacklist destroyed them two zero. Okay. Which Blacklist, like their roster, does look very nice on paper, right? Yeah. I I am I'm always very apprehensive about judging much from early days because I these teams always need some time to build up and. To me, the early series don't really matter for how much faith I have in a team. It's mainly what happens after the first like month, right? That's when you're like, okay, now the players should be adjusted. They should know what they're doing. Uh, they should have their strategies down. They should be back from a break, right? A lot of the players probably took a flat-out just break after TI and didn't play Dota maybe or played little mm. compared to usual. And some players are quicker to pick it up and be in form. So, um, But, I mean, on paper for me as well, Blacklist is probably a better team. So, uh, but we'll see. Bleed, I think, can can make waves if things if things click. Now, speaking of teams that can make waves, I think this to me is probably the potential, uh, you know, strongest team coming out of SCA will be Aurora, which is essentially the old Talon roster with Armel. So twenty three Savage, Armel, Jabs, Q, and Ollie. Um, yeah. Not really too much to talk about here. Uh, we can discuss if Armel is an upgrade in that team uh, or not over Mikoto. I think Mikoto is taking a break, if I'm not mistaken. I think Armel is still a, a very suitable fit for this team. I, I think he had the stint on Secret toward the end of last season, which didn't really work, but I don't think Armel looked bad. Um, I think it's it's harder to look on a team that is not functioning to the level that it wants to. Uh, nobody is ever going to look their best on that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I have high hopes. I think this is going to be the best team in the region um, because Talon has just been, you know, the best team there for a bit. Um, yep, that is fair. Uh, Execration announced their team, which will be Palace, Bob, CML, Shanks, and Tino. So a lot of the familiar faces here coming out from them. Um, a team that can always take series and uh, sometimes place top two, top three in the regional uh, tournaments, but that have never really had major international results for the most part. Uh, we'll see if this season changes that. I still think this is a team to watch in the region itself, at the very least. Uh, and I would love to see them do well on the big stage. It just hasn't happened. Every time that I can remember, at least in recent times, they've gone to lands 
it's kind of been like middle of the pack in groups and then get knocked out in playoffs or not even make playoffs of tournaments. But um, maybe they can step it up this season coming up. But yeah, most of the same players once again for them. And then we have Talon's new roster and the, the overwhelming community feedback on that one. I was saying the secret one was negative. The one on this, I was struggling to find a single positive comment. So mm. they're definitely not going in with a lot of fan backing in terms of what people have come to expect from the org. So Talon will be Akashi, Yowei on mid, who's apparently a stand-in for now, WS, Jokum, and Ponyo. Um, people are saying this team will not even get remotely close to the strength of the previous Talon, which is now Aurora, uh, and that it seems like Talon here are taking some players that were like Div 2, maybe got it, maybe don't, and giving them a chance to mold this into something better. Um, but yeah, on paper, the, the the star power here does not even remotely close compared to what the previous talent had. So like we talked about with Secret, some players get a fire under their ass when people don't think they can do it. Um, I would... I would personally not place this as a top four SEA team right now. And that is weird to say when you've, you're used to seeing talent at the podium. Yeah, right? but you but never know. New yeah, blood. You never know. New blood. Exactly. I always root for it's them. Always, it's always hard to predict, but there's more stories of the new blood not getting there than getting there. But it's very cool when they do. So. Indeed. Okay, that's the roster mania for this week. There's probably going to be more stuff in a week's time because I think... A couple of rosters still have to announce what they're running with, but that is the majority of the shuffle for this year. What's your... Okay, so we did like a power ranking. Who do you think... You said the most upgraded team in Western Europe was OG. Yeah. Is there any other team you think is like worth highlighting here where you're like, holy shit, this is going to be something, or oh my god, this is a terrible move where you just really disagree with the player they got or the direction of the uh... org? Not really. I mean, I guess the three teams that come to mind, yeah, OG, I'm mm -hmm. just, I think, I guess the way you put it is the best, where they're the most upgraded, I think. Even if you add 33 in Liquid, he's very okay. good, but Zaya's a fucking god, so. Yeah. I mean, is that, maybe it's That's an upgrade, fair. maybe it's not. It's a, roughly the same. It's hard to upgrade Zai, So And uh, <clears throat> Falcon is the most interesting, and I think Blacklist has a, I think they're going to be the biggest competitors to unseat the old talon which is aurora okay but you never know the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. 
What do you think about the more like controversial rosters like Secret and the new Talon? Do you think the community at large is right about this these teams not really being the shit, or uh, do you think they're underrated? Uh, whew. well, Talon like is a bunch of people I've never heard of, so I can understand mm -hmm. fans right. having a negative reaction. And then Secret, it's a lot of the same names and some recycled, which I can understand why they have a negative reaction to that as well. So I think there's two sides to this. Number one, first of all, the negative side is that they failed with these players before, and now they're just mm -hmm. going to be failing again with them. And perhaps they tried to go for some bigger fish, but they just couldn't compete with the liquids of the world or the Saudi Arabians <laughs> with Falcon mm -hmm. and whatnot. But the other side is, what is the one player that has taken in... Okay, this is arguable, but some of the lesser talented and made them big names, and that's Puppy. Right. I think he's I mean, very think good at molding... I'm not saying these are lesser names even, but... Right, because that's the thing, right? At these, this point... These are not like, oh, you're taking a pub star. This no. This is running players back Yeah, that people would argue, especially for mid one, right? Mid one was a beast some years back, but he hasn't but really not, found the same success well, yeah, for but, years. But nobody thinks that these players are good anymore. I'm saying that mm -hmm. Puppy is the Fair one enough. with okay. enough time that could do that theoretically. Or maybe everybody's right. I don't know. But I, <clears throat> I think they're still an interesting team just based on the... Uh, I don't want to say polarization. That's not the word. Mm -hmm. Pol how polarizing they are. Right. Uh, that just makes them inherently interesting. And I think one thing that's worth mentioning here as well, I think there is... I would say Puppy is probably one of the captains in the world that struggled the most with DPC as a format. I think mm. the new way things are going to be run will be a lot better for him individually. Uh, so for me, that gets a little bit of an asterisk here is that I think Puppy will be better in the new tournament format. He never really liked the DPC uh, and the way that ran. I think the way he drafts and the way he thinks about the game and the way he prepares for tournaments is way more suited for like these condensed qualifiers where you're like crunching stuff over a week and then it's, you know, you just show up with the best you got and it's very much right there and then and then you either got it or you don't versus that this is a very out. interesting and actually very good Format. take because that's what happened at ti 11 right with the yes what was that thing called uh last chance qualifiers yeah and, and it's not it's not only that it's just like in general i think he's never really liked i th i honestly think the two captains that got fucked the most by dpc as a concept were puppy and kuro because um, I, I just think the way that they operate and the way that their teams have always found success has been very much in the moment, like that they do some sort of, I, I don't know what to compare it to. It's kind of like they do this crunch where it's like, okay, it's go time. We're going to set this up for this and we come in with this and this is what we're going to do and we'll adapt on the way in this like short time frame. Um, DPC was never a success for either of those two. Mm -hmm. If anything, their teams really faltered. So I'm curious to see. Nigma have said that they will announce their roster in mid-December. Um, curious what they're going to do. Obviously, there's a lot of speculation about, okay, is Miracle coming back to playing? Is Kuro staying? Because he's, you know, he's been playing for a really, really long time, has struggled to find success for a couple of years now. Is it time to try something new and have him, like, coach or maybe retire? A lot of people are, you know, feel like Kuro is not playing his best anymore, which... 
I think is a very reasonable take because for Kuro to play his best, he was you know one of the absolute best players in the world, and I think he isn't right now. Um, but that doesn't mean that he can't you know get it back or get that click, get that team clicking again on all cylinders, especially with the formats that are running. But I mean that's another thing we didn't uh, really mention. Let's see what team they show up with first, right? Nigma, I think I I don't remember where I read this. I think this was real, but. Sounds really credible. Uh, Nigma <laughs> said me, that <laughs> they're gonna have an announcement or something about what the roster is like in December. Does that yep. sound right? Okay, that's what they yeah, said. Yeah, I just told you it's mid December. You that said that right, just now. I said it. Yeah, I you said literally it about, said this just now, about thirty seconds ago. Okay. So I trust you. I think you know what, it Cinderin, sounds pretty credible. We still got this. You and yeah, me. Yeah, we got it. It's cool. <laughs> We're still We're, good. All good, all right. man. We're, we're good. Boy, I can tune yeah. you out better than I can my wife at this point. I. Oh, nice. She needs to get on your level, Cinderin. You know what I mean? <laughs> you should tell her that. You could be even more boring. Man. I'm sure that's going to be When a she hit. tells me to take out the trash, I, I, I hear it every time. But when you say something important, I can actually just not listen to anything you say. Uh, Man, what is it about you? Unluck. <laughs> All right. We ready to move on? Let's move on. That's the roster shuffle, ladies and gentlemen. Very All good. Right. Uh, let's talk about the Dota 2 wiki. So one of the people that upkeeps the Dota 2 wiki named Bunny, or it's yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Bunny three NYY. We'll say Bunny. Uh, okay. Official announcement: Dota 2 wiki will be moving to a new host. The Dota 2 wiki is in a bad spot right now, and something needs to change to prevent a possible downfall. As such, after several discussions within the wiki admin team, as well as lots of community feedback, we have decided the wiki will move to a new host. What does this mean? Basically, we'll be leaving fandom and find a different host. The goal is to drastically improve the reader experience, especially for logged out readers, to have much less ads or even no ads at all, and to regain full freedom in designing our wiki without the forced layouts we currently are bound to. Where do we move? We don't have a new host yet. We are still working on that. Of course, the dream scenario would be to get hosted by Valve, similar to how they host the Dota, or the, sorry, the Team Fortress 2 wiki. When do is we there move? any reason not to do that as Valve? Yes, I'll get to that. Okay. When do we move? We plan to move towards the end of this year, so quite soon. Moving the wiki will be a lot of work, and we appreciate any help we can get. If you want to read more about this, the Minecraft wiki, which recently moved from Phantom as well, made a neat summary. You guys can go look at the... I'll put this link in the description of the video. The reason Valve wouldn't do it is because they're lazy, and they don't want to do stuff like that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> No, I mean, you know how right. Valve is. Like stuff like this, I I hope they I'm do. Just, I'm I just, hope they I'm do just it. saying they host a Team Fortress 2 wiki. So I'm just saying that they probably already have the systems in place for oh, that game. You mean kind of like they have the systems within uh the game to do compendiums for third-party tournaments? You mean kind of like the systems they have to allow people it. to monetize the arcade system very easily? It would take literally one line of code to just change the price to make the arcade game work again. Yeah, th those are really easy to do. Yet they haven't done them, Cinderin. Do you think they'll do the I, wiki? I don't I, think so. Sorry. I get it. I get it. Do I you? Know. I don't think you do, Cinderin. No, I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Fuck uh -huh. Blizzard, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I I think all in all, if if you look at what the current implementation is on Dota2.com of like heroes and whatnot, it would just be a really okay. It would be a really nice merger. Let's put it that way. Like the stuff that they already have in place with how heroes are presented and whatnot, you couple that with a wiki that 
is effectively already there and that people have been working on for years. Mm. If you could somehow merge those two together, that would be great. And I think some of the criticism Valve have got on their quote unquote wiki, which isn't really a wiki, is that the stuff isn't always up to date, isn't always reliable. So stuff that you read or learn there won't necessarily be correct. Uh, the wiki has been exceptionally well updated. I feel like every time you go there, it's just stellar. Uh, so whatever the team is there, they're doing a really great job. And yeah, to me, it's, this just feels like a really great opportunity for, for Valve to put this in an official capacity. If it's, Again, if they didn't have it for any other game, I would be more hesitant with believing this could be a thing. But if they already have it with the Team Fortress 2 wiki set up, then you could think that, okay, they could expand the already running system they have there to include this. So maybe, like you said, it, if they're discussing internally or figuring out, is this worth the effort? Well, if you already have a running pro project of that kind that is functional, then maybe the amount of effort it takes to implement this is a lot smaller than if you were building it from scratch, right? So that's all I'm saying. So I, I hope this happens. If it doesn't and we have it independently, whatever, it's okay as long as, you know, I will say this. As long as they keep up keeping it. I love how you can stay positive. Dota 2 Wiki is one of the most, if not the most important resource, third-party-wise, in Dota yes. 2, period. Yeah. For how, I'm, for how stupidly complex this game is, if this resource goes away, there's a lot of knowledge that will effectively be lost, right? Like, yes. people just don't... Dota has so many interactions and so many items and so much shit that you can't really put it in the game itself to explain everything. So it kind of... It kind of needs a wiki because otherwise the screen would just be bloated with stuff whenever you mouse over every spell. I think the way it's implemented in Dota is actually quite elegant where it tells you the essential stuff. There's there's a couple of things where I'm like, okay, you should probably say a little bit more about this spell or whatnot. But for like, in layman's terms, for like the majority of people that play, they don't need to know this really niche interaction. But for everybody that cares about it, the fact that there's somewhere you can go and find all the info, I think is really important. And people that are passionate about you know, discovering and cataloging all of the interactions. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think the fact that it is separate from the main game is good, but I, I do think Valve could be the ones hosting it. Um, yeah. So best of luck to the Dota 2 wiki crew. Uh, Agreed. I hope this gets implemented in a good way because it's a very valuable resource to a lot of people. Yep. All right, next topic is Grubby. Congratulations to him. He is now immortal. It took him 413 days. I think he started Harold. Am I wrong? Pretty that is sure. correct. Yeah. That is impressive. That is very so impressive. He climbed 5K MMR in 400 days. Uh, as a simplification, let's say he plays every day. Then he gained 12.5 MMR a day, which equates to a delta of roughly half a win every day. Every single day. Um, which is really impressive. We've, we've had a conversation about this before, that he's a really interesting case study, in a way, for Dota, mm. because you know he's a pro from another game. Uh, he was a monster in Warcraft 3. He was... I don't know what his best results were in StarCraft. He never really reached the glory he did in Warcraft 3, but he was still a very good competitive player. Uh, and then he played Heroes of the Storm at a high level too. Um, but yeah, Dota is a completely different beast, and um, he basically started from scratch. This is a game of knowledge, and it's a game that rewards people that put in the effort to acquire that knowledge and be critical and learn. 
And he's a really interesting case study of, okay, a really good player from another game. How long does it take to get good at Dota? Mm -hmm. And Immortal is, I think, top 1% of players? Top 0.5, maybe even? Not sure. Sure. Um, So pretty damn impressive in 400 days. Like we talked about last time, I'm not surprised in the slightest that he made this feat. uh, But doing it this quickly, I think... I think I read he played about 2,500 games or something like that uh, to get there. He had access to a couple of things that a lot of other players wouldn't. He got some pro-level coaching. I think vastly overrated how much that did because it was like a handful of games maybe. You know, it helps, but it's a sample thing. You learn some concepts, but you still need to, you know, grind through it. And obviously he has the luxury of doing it for a living, so he was able to really immerse himself in and put in a lot of effort because it was stream content, the whole thing, um, which obviously helps a lot compared to people that are trying to go up in MMR. They come home from a full day of work. They're probably a bit exhausted and they want to have some fun. He could really, you know, dedicate his focus to this. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's without a doubt the average player in the same conditions that he has had would not ac- accomplish this. Um, there is a lot of talent going into something like yes. this and a lot of work ethic. Congratulations, so. Grubby. Congrats. Not only on getting to Immortal in such a short period of time, but also not becoming a human pile of shit like many others would have in that <laughs> short time frame. Well, he has been... I will say uh, this. I think... I uh, think no, okay. I'm, uh, fuck, fuck Grubby, man. <laughs> fuck. No, so... Fuck Blizzard. I, I think what's interesting to see is the gradual... I think he's had a bit of an inner struggle at times to stay sane, mm. uh, which he came in as this, like, with a very open mind, as like a, a monolith of positivity. Um, and I do think he gets tested sometimes, which, you know, it's just, it just reinforces what we all think about Dota, right? It's an amazing game, but it's one that truly tests you to your absolute limits of patience about other human beings, <laughs> what you want to put up with. <laughs> just overall like tolerance of aw- awful game situations it's not only testing you about how you think about other people it's also testing you in how do you perform in a game that you feel like 10 minutes in is almost definitely lost like yeah. some people just give up and are like fuck this go next game and others really buckle up and they're like i'm playing for my five percent win chance in this game the whole way and i'm gonna do everything i can and honestly, there's kind of merits to both sides of that. I think sometimes giving up a game, I'm not going to tell you guys out there to just, oh, we're losing, fuck this, I'm out, and just screw your team over. But if the team agrees to go next game, I think there's something to be said for that versus grinding out almost unwinnable games back to back because it's really exhausting, right? Like, if your goal is to get better and to increase your MMR as much as possible, sometimes it's better to not waste half an hour on a lost game, right? If you think about it, because um, that's time you could have better spent on a new game. But it's a balancing act. Um, and the problem is when teams massively disagree, where one or two players are just fucking done throwing the towel, and the other three still really want to play and think you can win. Those are the worst, because that's where the interests are completely unaligned in the team. But yep. Congrats to Grubby. Pretty awesome. I wonder what his next goal is. Like, is it top 1,000? Is it. Top 2,000? Because the Immortal Ladder is stupidly long. Do you know what Immortal is? Is it 5.6 or something now? Or I have no idea. But yeah, the, the, distance, the distance from Herald to 
immortal is shorter than from immortal to rank one. And I think people sometimes forget that, that the immortal span is enormous. And the way immortal players think about heralds in terms of, wow, they really don't know what they're doing. Uh, low rank immortal players are a pushover for high rank immortals. Like absolutely mm. they get crushed. So there's so much room for growth and improvement if he wants to. Um, yeah, I'm curious what he's going to do. I, th I think I saw that he picked up a bit of League of Legends. I don't know if he has a goal there now, if that's his next project that he wants to kind and of... And you, you know, really hate Grubby, huh? Some sort you, of... Why? You, you just... We, we're trying to praise him, saying you're good job, <laughs> congratulations. You say... You know, low rank immortals get shit on by the, and by the way, he plays League of Legends. You're trying to make everybody hate him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I remember I saw in his stream title trying League for the first time or something. So I don't I don't know if that was just like a little, you know, a little side challenge or whatever. If he's actually going to dedicate time to that one now, if it's like if this is something he enjoys, he goes to a game and he tries to reach the highest medal or whatever, and that's his plan. You know what? Um, I'm not even I kidding. Know. I would genuinely be not maybe not for long term. I would be interested in watching him play League because I've played three games ever, and this was like mm -hmm. over ten years ago at this point. I would be interested to see how he likes it versus Dota. Right. Certainly, there's got to be something about it that players would like more, even in his position. I think he would prefer Dota for sure. Like, I'd be shocked so if he didn't. Yeah. But there must be something that he would like more about League, mm -hmm. and I'd be interested to know what that is. Like, it could be like the turn rates or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, I think he is kind of you know in this whole League versus Dota discussion or debate that people have been having forever. What game is better? Blah blah blah. The games have different strengths. I personally way much more like Dota's overall design and whatnot. Uh, I don't feel like people are terrible human beings for liking another video game more than I do. It's like, you know, people like what they do. But Grubby is interesting, again, because he clearly has the mindset of trying to get really good at these games. And he will come in with, I was going to say a neutral mindset. I think that's what he would have if he played them at the same time, right? Let's say he came in from scratch and he mm. played alternating one game Dota, one game League, etc. Now he's going to have, you know, he's going to come in with the predisposed idea of what League is relative to Dota. And obviously his chat is going to be shitting all over League. All the Dota fans who have been watching him are going to be like, you're not going to like this game, man. It's not Dota, you know. Um, but I think he seems like a person that has an open mind. So I agree. I think it would be interesting to hear what, after he has played, if he does play a lot of League. Could what you imitate his chat again, please? About... Okay, good. Yeah. All right, let's move on. To the final topic, which is probably very short because this might have been fixed and I forgot to test it, Cinderin, but... Oh, yeah, I read this one, yeah. Block of Cheese was either buffed or it's bugged. And by buffed, I mean without a patch note. So, <laughs> hmm. this was like two days ago, it said a couple. So, it's been four days. Previ previously, Block of Cheese was disabled by hero damage, but after the recent patch, it now continues to heal. So essentially, it's 120 HP regen and prevents Blink from being disabled. Pretty strong now. That's very good. Do you think this is... Well, let's make predictions. Bug or buff? Um, I think it's a social experiment from Valve to see if anyone would ever notice. Uh, I have not seen a game with this item. Hmm. Yet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it's so a bug. I, so I wouldn't know. Because to say me, this item doesn't exist. Okay. Uh, so I mean, so you know? if this isn't enough to make it purchasable or make it worth the effort, what 
needs to be done in your it's opinion. just such a i don't know man it's such a gimmick like what if it was okay okay not to start a huge rant or a huge discussion there we go end out it with fuck blizzard the, and it's okay okay uh, yeah out of all of the new stuff that they threw in in the last frontiers would you agree that the lotus pools feel the most forced and out of place no i i personally just, i think I just, wisdom I just, runes first and then lotus pools okay I think what wisdom runes are trying to do makes more sense in the game that lotus than lotus pools do. I think I just I just don't I don't like hate the lotus pools, but I really wouldn't miss them. I think if you removed wisdom runes, I think that would be worse for the game. I would rather rethink the wisdom well, runes as a concept. But that's different. The tome because, of knowledge. The yeah. tome of knowledge was really important, right? And this is the new tome of knowledge. Yeah. You could implement it in a different way, but the lotus pool concept in general of like okay. this fountain of getting free region if you control the area at the right timing and then you can build them into bigger ones or whatever i don't know man i i think both the tormentor and the wisdom runes and the gates make more sense uh mm. overall than than the lotus pools do you never like um, shrines either did you not really no uh they also got removed which was good it's yeah I don't know. I, I understand that it's like it's meant to be this little thing that you're able to fight over every three minutes in lane, but it's kind of in this weird state where, oh, this is really important minute three, six, maybe nine. And then it's almost like teams forget they exist. And then you walk by, oh, there's six lotuses. I'm picking these up. Oh, nice. Now I have a big lotus. Definitely not turning that into a block of cheese, though, because who the fuck does that? Yeah. Can't wait for that. But that's the I'm question. I'm going to use it in a fight. So, that's the question. What need I need to sneeze? <gasps> But, but at that oh, point, if yeah, the block of cheese good. gets good, you have this awkward phase now where lotuses are important in lane, and then they're nothing for 30 minutes, and then they're insane. You know, That's also just, I don't know, it's a weird design for me. I don't, I don't really get it. Okay. Um, that you're just hoarding you, this resource. Let's say the concept <laughs> you're keeping, okay? Okay. At what point does it become worth building? Well, if it's this bugged version, if that's the official one, it becomes worth building. Oh, now it is. HP so right now. Yeah, 100, 120 HP region that is a shield of 500, so it prevents blink cancellation. Sounds great. Okay. Especially on specific heroes. I mean, if you already have a heart and you get this, you have a constant 200 HP region the rest of the game. That's so fucking crazy. I'm, you need, right? I think, 18, if I'm not mistaken, 18 lotuses and, yeah, and a cheese. cheese. Yeah. Okay. So... If this is real, you're expecting this to be built in some... Because, again, these games are going, a lot of them are yeah. like 50 plus minutes. I think it's worth strategizing for it uh, at this point, if this becomes official, yeah. Now, okay. yeah, I hope it doesn't, personally. I, but yeah, it's... The, the question is, if you... <laughs> is it better to have the upgraded block of cheese or just remove the concept altogether? <laughs> Of block of cheese. All right. I think I would. Valve, okay, if you're in listening, order, in order, I would rather not have block of cheese over having current block of cheese over having lotuses in general. Okay, so, this is the new neutral items for you. I see. Or rather, if if Valve yeah. are watching, which uh, they certainly are, they but they're not listening to me. Of course, they ignore everything I say. But if wise you, decision. In case one of you is listening, <laughs> do not remove block of cheese until it is purchased in a game that I cast, and then you have my permission, okay? Now, if you need to keep buffing it for that to happen, that's fine. 
Oh, uh, and no. make sure to talk to the tournament organizers as well to make sure that it matches up with uh, Cinder and I casting one of those games because that will be the fucking hypest thing ever, Cinder. And mm. then you can delete it because I don't really give a shit after that. But very cool concept. I like it. Don't let Cinder and shit all over you. He's been going on a rampage this podcast against Blizzard, against Grubby, against Valve now. Like, it never ends. My God, the toxicity is out of control uh, right here. Title for this episode is <laughs> that I hate everyone. That's right. Very good. Speaking yeah. of which, I think we've reached the end of the episode. Cinder. We have. That was everything we had today. It's quite a bit. Uh, do we think there's a patch next week? Do you want to make a prediction on that? Are we... Let's not go into detail about what we're expecting. Just patch yes or no next Thursday. Will there uh, be one? What do you think? Yes. But not like Arcana, blah, 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 Just like blah, blah, blah. Specifically, mainly like gameplay, right? Like yes. Rough nerfs, etc. Yes. Do you think there's going to be a patch next Thursday? I don't think All it's right. going to, I think it's going to be a letter patch. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yes. You? Okay, you think there's going to be one. Cool. Yeah. Hurry here first, guys. New patch coming in the next week. You didn't say yes or no. I asked you. I didn't say I had to. Do you anything. think there's going to be a patch next week? I think trust Suns fan, guys. He really knows okay. what he's talking about. There's going to be a patch next week. Awesome. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, Suns fan center signing out. Peace. Bye-bye. Subscribe. But thanks for listening.